found yourself doing it. You were in the middle of swinging. I mean, you're just that. You I got believe it. And... It was surreal. It was it was an out of body experience. You know, it, it was very different. It's not something I've done ever. Right. I... You haven't punched people ever. Never, never. No, I've never done that. And I did in this case. And it, it was, jeez. Uh, I mean, what can you say about something like that? It's it was. I was more shocked probably than he was. Yeah. Now, um, it was a really good punch. Do you use that in, in punch in your stand-up now? Because that punch really hit. Oh, no. That, that, that punch that I gave him had half the punch of my stand-up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of punches in stand-up, but you were off stage, so that's why I'm surprised. Now, when you found out that your punch, because you left right away, you had no idea what your punch had done. When you found out that his jaw was broken... What was what was your emotion finding out that news? Pride, of course. You know, I never felt bad about that. I like, oh my god, I don't know. I mean, like, look, obviously, I didn't intend to break his jaw. Yeah, that's why. I'm not convinced that he had a broken jaw. I, I mean, like, I. Well, he was all wired up. He had to have soft. Well, he had surgery to get his wisdom teeth removed, you know, and I think that they, they might have done some wiring because of that. I, I'm not convinced that his jaw was broken. Uh-huh. The of everything was a little too perfect. I mean, I don't want to go into a bunch of details, but right around the time, okay. started to kind of go, okay, I guess everything's going to be all right. And they were laughing about it one day, about four days later. And, and then it was, and then, you know, over the weekend, it uh, seems like suddenly things changed and he came back and it was like, oh my God, he's on death's door. He's, uh-huh. a, he's he's got all these permanent injuries and shit, and then that's why justified firing me. And then four days after they fire me, he's back at work, you know. So suddenly he's okay. Give me a break. He just wanted me to get fired, and that's fine, you know. Whatever. He he, he made every he made uh, the compound management afraid of a lawsuit, you know, because he wanted to uh, get revenge. He didn't want okay. me to be there. He's he's very big on everybody being on his side. And all this shit, you know. And he, yeah. He made it about a lot more than just a punch. Okay. So in the end, he sort of like got into all this like character assassination and shit like that, and pretty, you know, whatever, obnoxious. But at the same time, I guess I must have really rattled his fucking uh, cage. World. Yeah, it really seemed to change his outlook, and he became very boring talking about it a lot. And like mm-hmm. a lot of people were thinking, this is very tedious. Can you talk about something else about the- <laughs> That was what's on his mind. Yeah, that's all he could think about. You know, we could have all moved on. We could have all made up. We could have all still had jobs. But uh, he didn't want it that way, you know. So here we are. Now, Anthony Cumia is in charge of Compound Media. Was he nice about it, the way he let you go? Did, what, did he give you any shit? Like, how did it go down? Well, you know, like after I punched Gino, I walked out, I went right to the studio and I was hanging around waiting for Anthony to come in and start his show. And he was a little late. I didn't even know that he was at Sullivan's at the time. So, you know, and just kind of like breathed by me, said, don't even talk to me. I'm going to go do the show. And then okay. I, the next time I talked to him, I mean, he was, he fired me and he was uh, very cool about it. He goes, he, didn't he was, want, he didn't want to, he said, I don't want to do this, but. You know, uh, certain okay. factors here, and you know, it's just like something that we've got to do. And like he didn't, he just in and I was, and I I could say more, but you know, I don't I don't want to go into too much. Okay. 
you know, but but he he there were, there were certain things said that I was like, oh, that's okay, good news, you know, whatever, and you know, I got my final check and and all that stuff. It was all fine, uh, you know. But I did have to leave New York because you know, without like uh, there was there was a month. I mean, I I didn't go to censored immediately after uh-huh. that censored.tv where I am now. So I had to kind of uh, you know, I figured like, look, I'm not bringing in. Of uh, the paycheck anymore. So, with you know, if you don't have a paycheck, you can't really stay in Manhattan. Absolutely. It's very pricey. <clears throat> now, yeah. this. So, we're having some internet, internet interruptions. I don't know if you just said a last sentence. The place I was going, I was wondering, you had said at Scotty's last night that this is old news now, right? Let's move on. I mean, it happened yeah, in June. Kind of. Yeah, it was June. Yeah, now we're in September, for Christ's sake. Okay. Now, but I'm, you know, at the same time, it's like I get it's an interesting thing. I mean, like, uh, it, it, uh, Kevin Brennan told me he's been doing comedy in New York in 30 years. He's never seen a comedian punch another comedian. Ah, yeah. So you're groundbreaking and yeah. jawbreaking, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly, I'm still not convinced. Yeah. Last that- question on this: I wonder if you regret it. If you could go back in time. Because you wouldn't have lost the job. If you could go back in time and suck back your fist, would you do it? Nah. Had <laughs> no. to be done. <laughs> oh, my I, goodness. I wouldn't have done it as a considered thing, you know, had, had I taken time. I mean, like, I had found out the thing that made me so angry about 20 minutes before. And, uh-huh. you know, had I, like, had a little lead time on it, you know, maybe it would have been different. But like since it's already happened everything i i like being at censored.tv compound is great also but i uh you know it's fuck it you know okay. i mean like uh, why not uh, roll with reality I, I i try not to have too many regrets or do anything that's too regrettable and i don't think this falls into that category you know yeah. in the end uh, i got the girl and you know that's something to be happy about yeah yeah absolutely there's a little book in this, and not a big book, but there's a book in this. There's something to be written about this. Okay, so we've already talked about censored TV, okay? This is where I want to go next. Like, how can people find you and follow you out there on the web? You must have a website, but also, like, social media. What's sure. the best place to get your Pat Dixon news? Well, you see my name there, Pat Dixon, right? And so uh, follow uh, follow me at Pat Dixon on Twitter, at Pat Dixon NYC on Instagram if you want. But, you know, if you want to, like, just a general thing, NYC, NYC Crime Report, right, .locals.com. People can follow me there, and it's free to follow, and you get some entertainment. And uh, if you want to... Uh, you know, contribute or be a supporter, which I'm sure you will. Right. Then you can uh, you can do that, and then you get everything that I do that goes on there. You know, and I've got a, it's not just crime stuff. It's uh, I got a, a late night show called Latest Fuck that goes on. <laughs> that's a great you know, title. About people who uh, have sex with dogs and get caught. You know, and that's in the news a lot. It's a uh-huh. lot. I think. I mean, it's one of those things that just gets reported and get talked about too much. But it's called Dog Fuckers. This better be late, late as fuck. This better be two a.m. show. Yeah, these shows are are available for uh, you know on demand, and 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 there's a lot of stuff already posted there. I mean, there's plenty of stuff to watch, and I, I it holds a certain standard. I'm very proud of it, and that's uh, nyccrimereport.locals.com. Now that's plural, locals. Plural. Local. Yep. Gotcha. That's okay. right. Okay, now Pat, thank you for taking the time to talk to me. Now. 
everybody at home is poised to watch this movie at the exact same time as we do here in the studio. So everyone at home has got to press play on their YouTube device at the same time we do here in the studio. So Pat Dixon, why don't you go ahead and give us that celebrity comedian countdown? Sure, why not? Here we go. Three, two, one, go. Is Chef Fresco now? Hey, Alaysia, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for that comedian countdown. This is Erich von Stromheim, the director. He, he's not. He's not directing. No, he's not the director. He is the star, though. He is Gabo. Okay. Well, Gabo's not the ventriloquist dummy. Yeah. Uh, no. Um, no, Gabo is. No, it's it. It's um. Arthur Crandall. Ah, oh, I forget. Ali. Ali. Uh, Otto. Otto, that's it. Thank you. Right. I'm sorry. Now, I know that I, I took a guess because of Uncle Floyd. Well, I should have known it was Otto because of um, uh, German. You know, what was was there an Otto on Uncle Floyd? I think Floyd had a uh, had Oogie. And Oogie was the puppet. Yeah. Yeah, but didn't he have a puppet pals on the Uncle Floyd show in New Jersey? Um, I don't know. There James was Looney Gerouse. Skip Rooney. Looney Skip Honk 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 Honk. Yeah, and then there was. There was like Scott or Keith. There's this big kind of heavy fat guy. Oh, so oh, look at this. Oh, I love a movie that opens up with a guy playing solitaire. You know that's going to be a good hour and a half. Yeah, that's right. It's all. Yeah, what do you do when you're bored? You play solitaire. Prepare, ladies and gentlemen. And this is gonna suck. And no action. Now this is Mary talking to uh, Gabo. The Gabo the puppet. No, uh, the puppet is Otto. Okay. <clears throat> now, here in New Jersey, we had um, an act, Otto and George. Actually, George was the dummy, not... So when I heard this was Otto, I thought it was really neat. Uh, George passed away, too. Uh, Otto passed away, too. It was Otto and George, and George was the puppet. So I thought that was funny. Oh, that's cool. They've been boyfriend and girlfriend for two years, and... What that tells you is it's 1929, and it's cool to be in a relationship with someone out of wedlock, you know? Oh, right, because this is a pre-code movie. Yes, it was a pre-code movie, but the thing is that it wasn't until the late 40s, early 50s that, it, that we got real strict with being proper on, t you know, it, in the Roaring Twenties, which this isn't, it's 29, it's after that, but in the Roaring Twenties, like, it was cool to be gay, and it was cool to be smoke pot, and it was cool to, it was like a, a more enlightened time, and you could be in a movie saying, I've been banging this girl who's not my wife for two years now. <laughs> I, I take it back, 100 years ago, it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. 80 years, 70 years, not as much. Now, so you're right. There's one bed in this, and I like I like their apartment. It looks like an apartment. They have the bed in the living room, and or the they, you know, there's two rooms. Yeah, what this is supposed to say is they're not impoverished, but you know, this is all they could afford in the big city. Now, a big city for the puppet. And yeah, it's responding, and you can see him squeezing the mouth because his hand is not up the the. Puppets took us, right? As they right. say. You see, he's got that lemon thing on the table. He was just holding it and squeezing it, and it makes from air compression, it makes his mouth move. 
Okay, that explains it because it is kind of creepy off the bat that he has a dummy not next to his hand. Right, exactly. Coffee was too hot. Right. Now, the yeah, well that's see that's the thing like he he he's being a dick. He's like, "Where's my coffee?" And she goes, "It's sitting there. It's been sitting there the whole time." Then he goes, he drinks it. He goes, "It's cold." And she's like, "Cuz it's been sitting there." So he goes, "More coffee." And she he brings it. "How is it?" He goes, "It's too hot." <laughs> you want to listen to him so you hear what Austin yeah, like? I do. As an audience member, I do want to see this show. I want to see the ventriloquist act. I will now engage in concert. What's that? I will smoke a cigarette. That's not impossible. You can do that. Yeah, I could do that. And at the same time, uh -huh. use my voice. Okay, if that was me, I'd just be like, I'd be like, yeah, I would, I would have the water drool out of my face. Right. <laughs> yeah. I will now drink water and okay. start coughing uncontrollably. Now, wait, watch. Mary will drop the tray. Yes. That is fucking inexcusable. She is so fired. Well, that puppet was looking up her dress, picking up skirts. Okay, in this movie, Otto is the cool one, the gentleman who is Mary's. Mary loves Otto, not literally, but you know what? They're friends. You know what I mean? He's the bad one, and the puppet's the good one. Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. The cigarette makes you cough like that because. You know, he's not a smoker. I will now. <laughs> That's right. Because what's the matter? <laughs> I don't smoke. Do you feel okay? What's the problem, Mike? I don't smoke. <laughs> have the puppet throw up. All right, I have to do this for the open mic, but that means I have to have a dummy. Who wants oh, you. Let's, let's get your ventriloquist act ready. Okay, I will. Drink water and smoke a cigarette <laughs> while throwing my voice. Right. While using my voice. Does he say throw? Uh, or I could say using. He says using, but you know, a ventriloquist throws his voice. That's what how you think of it. Now, in the 1920s, you would be entertained by going to dinner theater, vaudeville, or the movies. And this movie is saying... We'd not only would show you the behind the backstage drama, right? Uh -huh. So as an audience member now, I could see the show and see the drama behind. Now, she is really acting here. Look at her crying. It's like silent movie acting. Yeah, it is. She was a big silent movie star, and so was he. This was yeah. the time. This is one of the very first talkies, like really early, like a year into it. We're we're not really going to hear the original audio because, of course, we're going to talk over this movie. But you have watched this movie several times. What do you think for like an early talkie, like as a sound quality? Does it does it has weird? Is it like? No, it's okay. It is crackly. Um, okay, so I think we're okay. Uh, I just want to tell you that this is in public domain. Hold on. Oh, all right. Let's listen to okay. it all day every day. The public domain version available on the internet archives run about 68 minutes. The original film ran 96 minutes, including exit music. 
a 94-minute public domain version is now available. I think that's this. That's what we're watching, yeah. Okay. Now, next thing I want to say. Let's suppose it wasn't, uh, you know, domain. I mean, it's so old. Do you think they'd come sue us? Like, who owns it? Well, MGM. Like, who's, whose radar is it on? Listen, that- I mean, like, w- there was movies, famous movies from 1929 that no way we could watch them. I mean, Wizard of Oz was, what, 33, Gone with the Wind? Right. Yeah. You know, that was what six years, four years from now. You know, so there there were big movies, maybe Wings, the Oscar movie. I don't know. I, have no I don't know. Clue. I always thought the Beatles was so much better. There was good Wings had good material. Right. Yeah. But I hear if it you. wasn't the Beatles, I wouldn't be listening. I couldn't believe get they gave the Academy Award. Yeah. It was look a silent. Her. I'm sorry to interrupt. I just want to show, like, look at her servicing him. Like she, yeah. he does, she does everything. Look how upset she is. By the way, she was go, she did audition for uh, Gone with the Wind, and they oh. didn't pick her. Um, not for it's for Belle. What was her name? I have it here. Not Scar- Scarlett O'Hara. No, it wasn't. Um, Belle Watling. I think she was the one who wanted to buy Scarlett's house, and Scarlett chased her away. <laughs> if you remember the film, do you remember the film? The house burned down. Like she, Scarlett should have taken the deal. <laughs> Did you not see? No, I didn't. No, it was. I only watched. Listen, Gone with the Wind. It's like really boring, and then finally the carpetbaggers show up, and I'm like, finally, something I can relate to. It's our team. Yeah, like they literally have a bag made out of carpet. <laughs> okay, listen, the, the house did not burn down. Tara yeah. made it through the Civil War, and Bell Watling now was rich. She Tara was, being the estate name. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was dirt cheap and it survived. Anyway, it's a weird scene. Like he comes. We shouldn't be talking about going with the wind during <laughs> Right, yeah, yeah. Let's let's dial it back, huh? This is the neighbors, okay? Um her name is Babe in the movie, and his oh, name okay. is Neighbor. <laughs> in the really? Yeah, well, in the script, he is credited. As, he's uncredited. He's uncredited. Was isn't she in the in the title Picard that we saw at the beginning of the film, place card, where it La- said her placard, placard, perhaps? placard. Yeah, her name was okay. Babe. Didn't yes. Mean, yeah. This is Majory Kane. Majory Kane. Majory Kane. Uh, she was an American film stage actress born in Chicago. Appeared in more than sixty films between twenty nine and fifty one, occasionally under the name Babe Kane. Um, and that's what she is in this film, Babe. Gotcha. Now, the the boyfriend there is just called Neighbor. Um, She's, yeah, man, pre-code, you could fuck your neighbor, no problem. <laughs> okay, he was in On the Water, on the Waterfront in 1954. Um, he was prolific, and he was on Perry What? Uh, no, he wasn't on Perry. On the waterfront, was he like, did he have a wool cap? I think I'm trying to recognize him. Did yeah, he testify? Was, Don't he, testify. It was a chilly day, and he was, he yeah, all of chilly. Right, right, because he was on the pier, right? He was walking on the pier. He was working on the pier, and it was really this chilly. Is a, this is a heartbreaking scene. She is just, like, fed up. I mean, he's just being such an asshole. How does he hold that monocle like that? That's always bothered me. He's German. But does it just stick there? Do you have like no? Yeah, grouchy, grouchy. It holds it in place. I am a 
grouch. All those, all those consonants uh, help help keep the uh, glass in place. So wow, clapper. He's really leaving. She still has a security tag on it. Well, she's going to return it tomorrow. How is she going to walk through the doors with the tag on it, though? She's oh, got the you mean security? Like when you go? I thought you just meant the tags. The yeah. little tag there, yeah. He walked out where they went whoop, 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 and she fucking <laughs> ran. Fucking worked. It was 1929. I'll see you, Otto. Yeah, well, she is. I mean, you're the only human thing. He's the only human thing about you, Gabo. You're gonna like me. Sorry, that's the Simpsons Gabo episode. Like, it's this is the reason why we're watching this movie is because of the, when Gabo yeah. came and took over daytime kids show. Now they got it. You know, it wasn't this movie, and it wasn't the character of the puppet. They did their own thing, right? But it was definitely based on this movie. It, what a weird yes, coincidence! It has to be. Yeah, it's Arthur Crandall. Hello, I'm Gabo, and he goes, and I'm Arthur Crandall. <laughs> and not not uh the great gabo yeah that's right, right. The puppet's name was gabo and yeah i know and and then otto and george uh otto was not you've heard of otto and george i've heard of otto and george i didn't realize he passed away so your yeah. your ventriloquist act should be otto and george and then you strike through the name right and then you write carl and puppet name <laughs> carl and puppet how about carl and puppet Carl and his puppet pals. How am I gonna do this, man? I don't want to do it. I have to buy a dummy. I guess I should just buy some kind of. Don't you have like I I if you watch us on YouTube, you'll you'll see our background. I see a closet behind you with boxes. There has to be like a doll, <laughs> right? Like an American doll. Are you gonna go back in there? You must. Here, just ask. Ventriloquist dummy, are you here? Yes, Carl, I'm in the box. Liberate me. Carl, Carl, I can't breathe. Get me out of the box. Carl, Carl, I think the mailman's looking at you funny, Carl. <laughs> Man, your ventriloquist dummy is a little creepy. Yeah, just a little creepy. He's um, He watches me at night. That's why I haven't jerked off in years, man. Oof. You don't mind that your grandparents are watching you masturbate from heaven. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. You got a shoe and a sock and a shirt. <laughs> Carl Hi, Reebok. Hi, uh, Reebok. Hi, Van. What shoes talk? I give up, Van. What shoes talk? Converse. Ha, ha, ha. I will now drink water as I throw my voice. <laughs> so, what did you decide you would do about it? <laughs> I will now smoke a cigarette <laughs> while throwing my voice. Okay. Carl and Puppet. Carl and Converse. Well, I... <coughs> 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 I... <coughs
Oh, one more. Carlin Kicks. I'll be here all week. Carlin Kicks. And that'll be the shoot. Okay, I'm blowing it. Uh, all right. He's. Okay, she's gone now. It's You're her. Not blowing it. That was fantastic. You didn't call, call her bluff. Look at him smoking. That makes me think of. <laughs> so, go ahead. It's public domain. Let's listen. Oh, yeah, let's listen. Okay, fair enough. Because the auto is going to talk to Gabo. <laughs> now, look, he does have the pump. But Otto's moving his little head. Oh, well, yeah, I guess it could be up, you know, he could be doing both things. It could be in his palm. Right. I don't think so. You don't think so? Have you? You had told me that it, because you thought it was a, like a murder movie, right? Right. And so I thought that so i start watching it and i'm waiting okay once again the neighbors are being nosy the girl left they're not neighbors they're backstage you know it's that's what i'm saying they're, they're entertainers they're not audience members like us no they're entertainers <laughs> oh i i didn't mean to say it that way carl of course you're of course you're yeah. a comedian <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hey, Carl. Now throw my voice while, <laughs> while giving a BJ. Ow! See, I don't even want to make that joke. Ugh. You would have to get a dildo. Here, let, hear me out. Ew, no, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Oh, my God. Just to, uh, uh, Commitment to the bit. I, <laughs> no, I abandoned this bit. Hey, what if it was the dummies, PP? <laughs> Well, I will now throw my voice. Well, second to death, if I say, "Oh God, oh God, oh jeez, oh God, Carl, Carl." Make <laughs> that's funny. Make him. <laughs> the puppet starts voting. Why you have okay. his dick in your mouth? Let me just write giving a BJ. I don't even want to make that joke because everybody. Like now, first off, if you actually acted it out, it'd be the most explicit thing you've ever done. So I like how you write it down as BJ, when in <laughs> fact you would actually if you committed. No, I would call it BJ on, and now I don't have to really do it because I can just put my head to, in the lap. So I don't really have oh, to. Oh, right, that's an indelible image. I'm not. I, I think it will burn in everyone. No one can like unwash their eyes. Wash your eyes on that. To this bit. You're not going to unsee it. I should say. Okay, now he's going through all the things that she did, and now she's gone. Go ahead, keep listening. No okay. one's going to sue you, I swear to God. Yeah, but I like us talking, too. Like, I can't we'll hit you. Both. We'll talk right over him. Okay. Rudely. All right, rude. Now, see, he is squeezing it the whole time. Yeah. Is he really throwing his voice, this talented director slash actor? I don't think so because this is a movie and this guy was a big deal. He did directing. He kind of got beat down by Hollywood and went backwards to acting again. Sure, you know uh, Sunset Boulevard. 
he doesn't have a scar, by the way, even though uh, this guy who shouldn't have one does. Let's see. No, he doesn't have a star. Well, about that one. It was uh, I saw. I finally saw the Donald Trump star on on Hollywood Boulevard. Oh, okay. Is that and it? I knew it was his because they had four like safety cones surrounding the square, and they had a black tarp covering it. Like not then, so you wouldn't. Yeah, and then they had it. they had tape on the four cones as well, so you can't. And then someone had left Cheetos on <laughs> the tarp, so I knew that had to be his, right? <laughs> Who would leave Cheetos on the ground on Hollywood Boulevard like that? <laughs> That's a great idea to like in, come bring some flowers and like lots of Cheetos and yeah. you know. Look at the scar on Gobbo's yeah. forehead, man. Well, so he was famous for it. He's in Sunset Boulevard. He plays the butler to Gloria Swanson, and that's part of the in joke is that this famous director is now you know, you can imagine it's the director himself. Oh, hey, it's the honeymooners. Yeah, it's the neighbors, but now they're at their home apartment, and they He's like variety. Like, Could you turn the sound back up? And they like to squabble. They, it's you know. it's 1929, and he's reading Variety. Variety is 93 years old. Yeah. Yeah. What we're establishing now is Gabo Patterson. Has become successful. He's going to be a big star. So these are bitter New Jersey comics. Pavilions. I guess so. They um, perform in Patterson. Okay. John Hamilton, the guy who you see there just named Neighbor Uncredited. Yeah. He, dies, he was born in New York City, but he dies in Paramus, New Jersey. Age 73. Wow. Well, they're in Patterson right now. Are they really? He keeps talking about Patterson. Maybe maybe they live in Manhattan and they commute, reverse commute. Yeah, you know what? That's right. I see it right there in the uh, captions. Holy shit. It's not mentioned in the movie Patterson. <clears throat> Did you ever see the movie Patterson about a poet named Patterson? Uh, who, no. He's a bus, mm -hmm. He was a bus driver in Patterson. Was it, it was named after a poet, right? No, it was named after William Patterson, a colonial figure, a landowner. Uh -huh. um, yeah, and there's William Patterson University. It's, uh, yeah, no, he's not. He's famous for owning land. I'm not sure. He was a colonial times guy. who was a big deal and owned a lot of land in New Jersey. So they called lots of places West Patterson and Patterson. And... Now... He's like a big deal now, famous. And what this weird thing's gonna happen? This movie is now gonna become a, a musical play. Okay, can we can we bring up our our favorite part of every movie that takes place in a nightclub? Is this a real place? Or yeah. Or is this some movie fake place? It seems kind of more realish, right? They got the. The weird car going up and the ballet up front. <laughs> I guess. I don't think, Carl, will we enjoy ourselves? Like, Well, maybe both? this is just a restaurant. It's not a nightclub. And they just have inner... Look at that teensy, teensy table. Well, that's because they're not wearing tuxedos. They got banished to the suit section. 
Now look at their total 1920s dress, and it's genuinely yeah. authentic. It's not like this is some yeah, that's some retro. Like her hat, her hat yeah. like it go, it looks like a gumdrop. Both of them, it's awesome. Could you see yourself living in this time? It's just fashion, after all. People are still people. But you know, my thing is like for entertainment. So you and I would go out. We would put on tuxedos. Mm -hmm. We would go to a restaurant, and we would have like swab with sherry. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, I see. They're doing a shtick, and everyone's watching. Right, and the thing is, <clears throat> people think he's wacky, but we know he really, it's a living creature to him somehow. <laughs> he's got the thing in his hand, lady. <laughs> when you pull his dick, oh, <laughs> when you grab his nuts, oh, <laughs> what's up with that weird? Like, um, lukewarm reviews, and it did okay. Um, he's having tea or no brandy, an aperitif. Yes, he's got the sugar cube, like a whole tray of them. Yeah, yeah. he's flicking his ashes on the floor. Or am I wrong? Is there? Yeah. No, he's just, he does no respect. They're so flappery. Yeah, I know. What I love about it is it's authentic. Yeah. That's when, the view. That's the cut of his uh, lapel. His collar. Yeah, the lapel and the collar. I've never seen a collar like that in a while. No, it's weird. Like when you see him, this is America, Patterson, New Jersey, and New York City. But it's so long ago that it's a different country. It's a different culture. If we would go out, right, and we would go to a restaurant and we would wear tuxedos and we would have squab and lobster and caviar right. and whatever weird food you ate, and then a band would play and we would stop our conversation and we would turn, or maybe a celebrity is having a joke with the waiter and we we listen, eavesdrop to the ventriloquist. <laughs> and uh, I don't understand. It's like people are singing or people are eating while you're singing. Oh, yes. Walk away. Oh, but except. You're right. That is the shtick they're doing, and it was pretty funny. Did you see this? You didn't, right? I watched a little of it. I watched enough of it to, to get a sense of it, but I didn't get to the end. So our, our you know, Gabo himself, the actor, got, like, re good reviews. But it didn't really help his career or something. Um the negative reviews called him Aaron Von Showoff. <laughs> now, this was produced and directed by this game guy named James Cruz, and he's married to Mary in our movie in real nice. life. Um, he was mostly about silent films as an actor and a director. He did a lot of work with Fatty Arbuckle. He worked with Will Rogers. Wow. <clears throat> Now, he also did this film, Mannequin 26, that I think you talk about, right? Mannequin? Wait, you're talking about Mannequin? 1926, yeah. Oh, all right. I thought you said Mannequin 1985. Oh, oh, oh okay. And I Mannequin 2 on the move. Didn't you say there was another murder one? Yeah. Mannequin? We watched the Mannequin murder movie from the 20s, didn't we? Like, they come alive or some shit like that? No, it was... I don't think I was part of that. No, I, I think you were part that. of it. No, I think that was one of those public domain films. Okay, so mannequins came to life and killed people? 
<laughs> oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> so do you think... One, two, three. Oh, wait, is he going to sing the lollipop song? Yeah. Right, here we go. He just missed it. He just finished it? Yes. I I'm sure so. I threw some salt for... Look, he is superstitious. Threw salt. Yeah. <clears throat> and when, like... Wow, look, she's giving him the eye. Right. He's giving yeah. his eye back. Good eye. Good yeah. eye. What his monocle eye? Hey, um, oh wow! So. Uh, well, very of course, whatever. Everyone else is trying to eat dinner, but sure, whatever. This is the only thing I noticed is this background noise. It's like this is ambience. So if if uh this topic is look, but there's no microphone at the dummy's table. So when people are eavesdropping, it's yeah. dead silent. But then when the stick is over, you hear the ambient noise in the background and it's fucking loud. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So he's yeah. obviously mic'd up. Yeah, or, you know, there's just a movie and they do it that way, but... So Mary got fed up. She walked out. Two more years passed, in which time Gabo became famous. Now, they're bumping into Mary again, okay? What's, now, what's Mary turn up the sound. Oh, caviar and lobster, eh? You're doing quite well for yourself, Gabo. Of course I am. See, people are still listening to this conversation. Well, they shouldn't at this point because it's personal. He's saying, yeah. I miss you. I really miss you. I went to a restaurant and there was a talking dummy. I couldn't stop staring at it. Now, this director, James Cruz, right? He married yeah. her and they, they divorced in a couple of years. But very little is known about his childhood that's like for real. Because every time he ever had an interview, he told a totally different lie. About Interesting. Yeah. So, when the silent era was over, he pretty much got into trouble. You know, his career declined, and he became much more of an alcoholic. I heard you sneak off the sound, you. He became an alcoholic, and it ended his directing career. Wow. The last four years of his life, he was unemployed, and he killed himself in 1942. What? He was only 58 years old. Wow. But but then I've got this report that said he died at his Hollywood home after a long illness. So well, what is it? No, well, three places say he killed himself. Yeah. So I mean, maybe what this one place, what it means is he was kind of sick, and that's what really happened. You know, he or he drank himself to death or something horrible. Gotcha. Oh, did they leave the puppet? Yeah, yeah. This, buddy's going to pick it up. I'll, I'll keep the sound on more than usual. I just want to make sure that it doesn't over the sound doesn't bleed out power of the studio. Us. Yeah, and uh, people oh. hear it on the street. Okay, okay. I don't um, need anyone. I don't need anyone entering the studio while we do this. Yes, I understand. So, 
Okay, well, that's his story. And what he, he did a mil million films, but Fatty Arbuckle films, that's the ones you would know him for. <clears throat> As an actor, he did a million films, but you would only recognize The Last of the Mohegans, Robin Hood, and Dr. And Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And I think he only recognized them because they're books, you know? Right. Well, I remember when Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, he played Anne. He played Anne? <laughs> right, yeah, the middle guy. Okay. Hyde. Now, now, we're audience members. Yes, we're audience members now. And we will watch an entire fucking musical play. And this is where the, like, what's the purpose of this song? Okay, so we just got our tuxedos on. We just had dinner where we couldn't talk because there was a show going on and I couldn't look at my phone because <laughs> the band was playing. And then I danced and then I had a couple of aperitifs with 36 sugar cubes. Then we went, to, we went over to Broadway to watch a, a variety show. Right. Now, this is Frank. Now, I don't think this is Mary. Is it Mary? I'm not Is sure. it a neighbor? Is it Babe? Maybe that's it. Yeah, maybe that's it, because it really doesn't look like Mary. But that is Frank. Frank, we will find out, is married to Mary. When Mary left two years ago, she went right into the arms of a man, and she said, I will marry you, and she got married. She's you know grown what? to love him. Right. You know what uh, uh, the great Gabo said when he found out Frank married uh, what? her? What? He goes, Mary, Mary, why are you bugging? <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry i was trying to do run dmc's mary mary why are you bugging right I, but I don't remember the, it's been like 40 years i don't remember so. yeah let's see i can hardly remember i remember my adidas and yeah. king of rock king of rock there is none higher and i remember i know i remember a lot of run dmc songs well the best one is you talk too much with uh channel nine shut up the video has uh, lloyd lindsey young on it from Channel <laughs> yeah. 9 from the 80s. Hello, we Hawkins! <laughs> oh, boy, you talk too much. There's his face. <laughs> I'm sorry. So there, there were, are they verse 4? It's tricky. It's tricky. It's to rap on, uh, rap. see, I can't even do it, to, to rhyme um, on time. It's tricky to rock around. Rock a rhyme? No. To rock, rock a rhyme, that's right, on time. It's tricky. How yeah, is you, it? You know, it's tricky, tricky. Ooh, legs. I'll never get tired of this, Carl. <laughs> this girl named Carol Docks <laughs> Daryl. And... He's got legs. Oh, wow. God, I'm so glad we went to this show. We are now audience members for a yeah. musical theater night. This is what like we're too cheap to go to a theater. We have to go to the movie house instead to experience a recording of it. But la, this band. La, la, look at my vagina. Vagina. Here's the vagina. vagina dresses. Here we go. Clam. Clam. So the whole bit is that these men are waiting to walk in between them, and then you go, wow, different costumes. I what? What's going that. on behind here? <gasps> it's a spe spectacular. It's in black and white. Yeah, nice contrast against the black curtain, too. There is something funny about that black and white bit. There was a bit in color then and i think it's lost forever here it is oh um we are now going to watch it every now and then i'm in love with you the new step web of love and now there's a film uh, there's a missing song called the gaga bird which they filmed in color 
Yeah, because isn't there like a multicolor credit, like shot in multicolor or something on the credit? Yes. Yeah. Yes, there is. And it was. Um, let's see. The footage from the dance sequences were reused in a different music from the, the girl from Calgary in 1932. So they did a little recycling of this footage. Oh, here we go. We love it, you. Two and two is three. No, is this Louise Company? Wow, look at those legs. I never get tired of this, Carl. Now, there's a tagline in the advertising that was all dialogue, singing, dancing, and dramatic spectacle. And that's where we're going to just fuck off Gabo for about, you know, like 15 minute chunks, 45, 30 minutes. I mean, we're just going to watch a musical. Okay, here we'll have a little backstage plot. I, you, you're absolutely right that this is what they wore. They these are the curtains that they have. Look at yeah. those curtains. Those They're curtains. fucking yeah. It's like watching an '80s movie and go, or a '70s film and going, "Whoa!" Yeah, you yeah. never could recreate that. They're all top hats. Okay. The opening credits mention color sequences by multicolor, but those sequences yeah. are now either lost or have survived only in black or white form. Multicolor, based on the earlier Prismacolor process, went out of business in Whoa. 32. Look at those flat asses. Well, actually, we saw their butts. Whoa! Holy... Whoa! That was actually... Still flat asses, I gotta, I'm gonna have to well, say. Yeah, well, because they do a lot of sitting and waiting for their turn, and right. then when it's their turn, they run up there and show their flat ass. Carl, this is great. I can't wait for this bit to end. This is great. As soon as that last person leaves, oh, it almost. Uh, all right. Why? I think it's that the orchestra bombasts you in the audience, and you're like, "Whoa!" And then they could do anything on stage. Yes. Like, check out our legs. <laughs> check it out again. Oh, here we go. Now we have the backstage drama and the oversized well, dressing room. Well, we do because Frank is going to be jealous. Why don't you turn up the sound? Wow, where'd you get these flowers, huh? Gabo sent them. I don't want you to have anything to do with that swell-headed nut. Kissing your hand. Bowing down. Mwah. Mwah. And all that jealous. Jealous. He's a... Oh, go ahead and mute. If you got to mute for, for neighbors, I understand what you're doing. Well, I'm definitely... I, I'm ready to unmute. I got it in the system. But so, all right, so here's my beef about these kind of movies. Okay. What am I in this movie? Am I a fly on the wall where I get to see the backstage drama? Am I? It feels like you know they make these movies that you can't be a fly on the wall. So you have this enhanced experience as an audience member. You get to literally sit in the in the theater, right? Watch the full show and then find out the Muppet Show drama behind stage. Yeah, it's like the yeah. Muppet Show. But it's like I never. I think this idea of like performers are interesting or the backstage drama is interesting. Yeah. Maybe not anymore. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, then why do I have to watch the show, too? <laughs> and you will in this movie, man. They're going to torture us with musical numbers. Really? Right? They're going to just fill out the fill the clock? Yeah. Yes. Yes. It'll be like seven-minute segments. Look, I don't know whose idea this – well, I guess I do know whose idea it was. It Listen, was Cruz's it was, idea. Hey, but... baby, I'm going to take you out to dinner, entertainment, uh, theater, show, and the movie. Oh yeah, that yeah. Cruz's wife. Yeah. It's just it's gonna be a here. night on the town, baby. Night on the town. Two tickets for this film. A film? Yeah, it's got theater scenes in it. 
What's with the sword? Jeepers. Uh, oh, guess what? Ass. In real life, when he came here from Ellis Island, listen, this guy, look, yeah. I like him. I like him in his life. He did a lot of good work, and he I brought authenticity to movies. He's got super, super famous in France, and when they died, like a whole group of artists, you know, fawned. But he was in Germ in Austria, and he was in the military, and he just fucking ran away. He just went AWOL. He got on a boat and went to America. And when he arrived at Ellis Island, he said, I am Baron von blah, blah, blah. He pretended he was nobility. And he got into um, Ellis Island records that he is nobility. His first job was a traveling salesman. I mean, he was not nobility. Right. No, yeah. So he was a bit of a skunk. We watched a movie, Carl, and I know you would remember this, a silent film where the director was so pompous, he threw like a Vaughn in the middle of his name. Right, make, right. Yeah. Right, right, right. The Staircase People. What film was that? It was like on the rooftops of uh, Hell's Kitchen. Remember they were down and out and they had a ladder against the wall and they were going to climb the ladder and it was symbolic. That makes me think of... Um... Some people call me Maurice. What was that film? Ooh, we saw? Uh, the Pompatus of Love. But I know you can't yes, be talking right. about that. That's no, too no, long. no. No, this was, this was a black and white film. You did really good research on it. But okay. I always think of like this guy must have been inspired by Eric von Stromheim. Right, he, right, right. Eric von Stromheim, he, he's a famous director. And I've probably seen a couple of his films. I just know him from Sunset Boulevard and, uh, as, and more of his oversized story because. Yeah. Yeah, he he's always a cautionary tale, or he was always set as an example. But he seems a lot more complicated. I don't know if he was a dick on stage. A lot of these early directors were like just abusive yeah. jerks, mm -hmm. putting on these epics without uh, any kind of you know standards that we have now. Not not moral standards, but just like a no, tech like, like safety. Yeah. And, um, remember we we were watching the general, and he put that woman in a sack, and she yeah. got carried. Uh, and thrown onto the train. Yeah. We just, last week, we watched uh, Honor Blackman get pulled off a boat mm -hmm. by, by a crane and uh, Green Grows the Rushes. Now, oh there are God. several times in this movie where somebody flubs a line um, and it just got left in. Like, they did not reshoot. Well, that would have been me, unfortunately. I would have been like, ah, oh my God, you look great in that dress. I mean, and uh, how's the weather? How are you doing? Uh, well, the thing is, in Fishburgers, I kept every flub. It was very rare. Like once or twice, I was like, you got to do that again. Uh, so I can get like, a flub in? Yeah. I yeah. mean, well, like, like I remember you walk in to show Dave, Ken Dave Kennedy his bed tonight was going to be the tub. Yeah, that's go, right. It's a warm, you know, like. And you, you, you've mentioned so that before. Right? Yeah, it's gold. That is gold. Look how it says Gabo in like yeah, diamond That's like on The Simpsons when they had the TV show. Yes. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Otto, I heard you went down the wrong way of a one-way street. <laughs> yes, but I was going one way. Otto, <laughs> Just did the wrong you way. see the arrows? Yes. Arrows. I didn't see the Indians. That's the line. 
I didn't know it was a one-way street at first. Why not? What did you think it was? Oh, I thought it was that street only way. Otto. Oh. You're a bad boy. You are such a dummy. Of course I yes. am. Why? Thank you, Captain Obvious. But your knee is really pointy. <laughs> Alright. Prong up my butt. <laughs> For this next piece, I will shoot heroin while throwing my voice. Oh, I hate when he shoots heroin. <laughs> it's a oh oh god oh gee oh ah oh, he's riding horse. He's riding oh. As he does this every night, ladies and gentlemen. I hate so, when... Can you imagine, like, um, they'd be sitting in the chair just like they are now, but with that forward, sleepy droop that you see the heroin people have? <laughs> right? He's got to have fun. But every time, like, he gets uh, he gets a high, the puppet kind of... Again, the puppet has to moan. <laughs> that's that's Carl and Kicks. Now we're doing funny jokes and. Elster, let's hear a couple jokes. The sound like cue music. Oh, stops. It just stops like cold. <laughs> First talkies. Yeah, look at this. It just stops. It's so cheap. Wow, it's really awkward now. The audience has left. Yeah. I put you here. Now, you know who's. Yeah. The mouth is still going to move, and he can't have that. Oh, yes, he does have it. Okay. Yeah, he has it. Okay. Like in that movie Magic with uh, Sir, what's his face? Uh, haunting, uh, what's his name? The guy from Transformers, uh, Anthony Perkins. No, not Anthony Perkins, Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins, okay. remember yeah, he was yeah. in Transformers and the last no. one? No, oh, I classic, didn't see classic. It. Yeah, he was, he, you could see the check being cashed in his head when he speaks. It's just like <laughs> this amazing performance, anyway. He was known for a movie where he was a ventriloquist, and the dummy is even. What the fuck's going on? What's he pulling out of his mouth? Like a magic, a magician pulls out the the um, forever. Um... And while I throw my voice, right? I'm going, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to pull hosiery out of my mouth while I speak. What is the word I'm looking for? Scarves? You know, the... Scarves, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Ticket of Colonials. Courtesy of Mr. William Patterson. <laughs> That's right. Ew, it's browse verse. It's, it's sausage, and he's going to eat it with his hands. 
What's wrong with that? Well, I'm not in public. I, I would like I, I would be in the back row of the theater, not on stage when I had to eat sausage. Now he's doing a song now. His stick is like he's eating a full meal. Man, what did they pay him? Meals? They pay yeah, right. They pay him. He's eating lobster. He's eating uh uh caviar. He's eating uh bratwurst. Rutenvoss. Well, this was based on a short story called The Rival Dummy um, in 1928. There was some short story named The Rival Dummy. And some of these songs were like on the radio as a result of the film. So <laughs> do they credit it or they just stole it? They credit. Oh, okay. Um, songs by Lynn Cohen, Paul Titsworth, Donald McNeeny, and Zaney. You wouldn't know. We're not from the 20s, you know. Gotta take a walk across the stage while I pantomiming walking. As you sit in the audience saying, what the fuck? Why did I pay 30 bucks for this? I'm taking a walk. <laughs> now Mary comes in and sees what a mess the place is, and she cleans it up. And she does some things that are like she used to when um, they were together. And this is going to make this is going to make Gabo think he's got a shot again with Mary. Uh, the, there's a big unfair reveal. I mean, she when they sat down at the table right. at the restaurant or nightclub, whatever it was, she should have said, "Hi, it's been two years. I got married." Right. She didn't say that. <clears throat> I want to be frank with you. Yeah. Gabo, Gabo, Frank. Oh, his coffee is ice cold. You. Well, no, that's not true. I wanted Frank to be frank with me. And as a result, there's Frank. What are you doing in his dressing room? Oh, oh. just masturbating. Yeah. It his smells like pine salt. What's going on? I was smelling his socks and masturbating. This is like the, the dressing room looks like apartment buildings. How big is the theater? Um, that's a good point. The backstage does seem endless. And yeah. they walk hallways and there are chambers. There's like nobody in the audience hears them backstage. They're like in a different wing. Yeah. And and you can see like magazines and and um, oh yeah, you need magazines in the dressing room, right? Yeah, okay. Or here's a what I wardrobe, a whole other section of town. Yeah, everyone get naked. Yeah, this is an R-rated Hollywood, Hollywood movie. Wow, Guys, in Hollywood. Great. Oh yes, everyone's they're gonna get, take off their clothes. Wait a minute! No, no, no! Don't put clothes on. Wait a minute. What part of the audience? I, I like being the peepee town audience. All right. Now it's going to happen again. Trump. We're going to watch. Oh. Whole, look at those typical stairs. You know what? Because they all do the can can and they like, how else can we show our legs? Let's walk up the stairs. <laughs> oh, oh, now there's Mary doing her. She's singing to her husband, director right. uh, Frank. Now remember, she is married to our director. Right. So maybe this is a film about their experience. Like, back off, you ventriloquist fuck. She's married me. <laughs> I'm in love with you, and back I like off, to stroll. Back off, ventriloquist fuck. She's marrying me. <laughs> <laughs> that was your line. We're going to put that in the pilot. <laughs> okay, it's called Gabble, right? 
So, yeah, but then suddenly the people in the back will be like, boo, boo. I don't agree with that guy. How could you say that about that terrific ventriloquist? <laughs> yeah, I heard a lot of great things about that ventriloquist. Guys, who said that? Oh, so he's jealous now. Well, who's is the puppet going to get jealous? Puppet's going to twitch his eye. Uh, yes. No, 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 no. The puppet's cool. He's always cool. It's it's Gabo. Gabo's the Gabo. Mm. Now, Frank so was that for the audience? Like, did I know that she was singing to Gabo, uh, to Otto? No, because no, no. I'm in the audience. Right, and and this isn't a typical audience. Like, that's from the balcony. Actually, that shot was probably from the balcony, right? Yeah. We are all wearing suits. Let's all get up and dance to a song that was a hit before your mother was born. Oh, they're talking about this song. Yeah, well, um, that was in Magic Bus. That's not what it was called. Magical, oh, the Mystery, Magical Tour. Mystery Tour. They they oh. come down the stairs and they're in tuxedos. Yeah, I remember. I remember that movie. That movie was uh, a surprise as a young Beatle fan. That was you're like. Yeah. Yeah, that would be great if it was on YouTube. If any of them were. Oh yeah. Oh, if any of them were. I, so the album had like pictures from the the film, like in yes. the gatefold, and you go, "What? Whoa!" And then when you see the movie, when you actually see the moving images, you're like, "What kind of self crazy indulgence is this shit?" Like it's <laughs> it's fun. It's definitely fun, but it's uh. You remember they went to get um, fish and chips, and they were in the regular store of England. Yeah. All I, all I remember is I'm eating a lot of spaghetti and meatballs. Like this guy Jack was like... People and the Beatles were there. Yeah. I, we're watching this film, though. Oh. Now we're having more jealousy. Back where are you? To... You're going. Hey, where are you walking? Carl and I paid 40 bucks to sit in the audience watching you walk back and forth. <laughs> we're going to see... Throughout the whole rest of this film, we're going to watch this musical play. We're going and up, then, and up and down and down and up and up. And up. I'm looking at the women for the last hour and a half. I feel really awful about myself. <laughs> Look how out of focus and bad this foot, that footage was we just saw. Yeah, you know, this uh, 1080 transfer looks great, though. Yeah, it really does. And the sound yeah. is pretty good. Yeah, it's a good, good, good YouTube. Oh, wow, this is so exciting. Whoa, it's like they have their topless. They have microphones. Video. They had microphones back in 1929, right? It wasn't the yes. thing where the politician had to like yell out of a, no, a, a cone. paper cone. That was definitely like 1911, 1910. Okay. But no, like at the football. Gym. Yeah. Yeah, no. No, there were microphones because there was radio. Okay. Good old Edison. It's a weird thing about a microphone. It's like we're not, we didn't really invent it as much as we discovered. And just like you talk into a magnetic field that is electrified and that makes, that breaks the magnetic field from your talking. And that is, there's a wire behind it and it just goes into it. And then on the other side, you have a cone, and this the it just vibrates the way it vibrated over there. We didn't invent it. It was like 
We figured it out. Wait, I figured it out. Are you wearing a wire? <laughs> you have to tell me I asked. Come on, man. Come, Come on. on. How could hey. you ask me that, Michael? We've been hey. partners. We've been doing, watching bad movies for the last six years. What makes you think I've been wearing a wire? We were watching bad movies in the Academy. And you yeah, that's back in the Academy. We were, we were rookie uh, commentator. I think he knows. <laughs> Sorry, I had to talk to my left nipple. <laughs> testing, testing. Oh, hi, Mike. One second. <laughs> testing. Oh, hey, what's up, buddy? You have that heroin? <laughs> Where is the heroin that you funded? Where's the heroin that you funded? Hang on one sec. Memo to self, pick up dry cleaners. <laughs> um... <laughs> Whoa. Now they're walking. I mean, the dancing is pretty Moonwalking. good. Moonwalking. They're Michael Jackson's move. Yeah, I mean, this is like a big production. You got at least 50 dancers on stage. Look how bad they are. So Busby Berkeley would at least have the camera go over the people. And then when they dance, they make like interesting designs. Yes. This is um, much better was... Um... Uh, the Mick Jagger film we saw, and they were doing the musical number. <laughs> it's New York Street. Yeah. Oh, he he. The camera moved in that movie, running out of luck. Did you see that weird film fuck up we saw? Yeah, it's kind of cool. It's kind of soothing to the eyes. It's, it's like kind of like time warp happened. You know, if you went back, I'm serious. If you went back to this time, all of a sudden. You wouldn't know what the fuck is going on. Like, it's such a different culture. Well, why, why is walking around stage for the parasol with your love, like, entertaining? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, now. Oh. He comes home and he sees, like, the thing is laid out for them and the shoes are there and... Mary's here. Was here. It still looks like a... Mary, Mary, I need your love, eh? I gotta... There's something about Mary. Yeah. Which I never heard the original song. I just saw the movie. The original song? At the end, they do... Um... Fill me up, Buttercup. Right. Is that... I was... There is some Mary song. I don't know. My brain's a little broke right now. Well, right now it says. Uh, Let's listen if it's not if it's not too loud because they're talking about how nice it is to have her back. Oh, and the coffee's just nice. right. Right, perfect. She poured it like an hour ago. Where does where did she brew it? Great question. It must have been in the uh, the coffee commissary of the backstage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, if they offered these anemones in the front of the theater, they probably wouldn't have folded. Anemones. <laughs> oh, she left my needle just the way I like it. Filthy. So this guy was born in Austria. Um, I think Vienna. I'm not sure. <clears throat> uh, his 1924 film, Greed... Uh, it's yes. one of the finest and most important films ever made. San Francisco movie, too. Yeah. And it was, even though it was a period piece, they filmed it in with, with modern 
you could see cars modern san yeah. francisco you well know, so it's it's uh like a yeah it's a six hour film i tcm aired like a big version of it but it wasn't like the full-on it was maybe in four hours but he's a dentist and him and his wife are like schemers and he has an office on polk, polk street it has a big uh tooth hanging out and there's actually a bar that's named after it and has a tooth uh on polk street and and but uh I don't know. It has this great scheme, but it's the ending. The last scene is is in dead. Uh, basically, he, he before he dies, he handcuffs himself to his adversary. No, his adversary handcuffs oh. himself and dies. Okay. And he, so he's like he's greed. Is you know to the point where he's like handcuffed to a dead body. You know, <laughs> like and uh, I actually saw a movie, Drug War, Johnny Toe. You know the guy who. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He did the mission. The mission. He, he did a film drug war where he ripped off the end of uh, Greed, where oh. so it's a cat and mouse. You know, there's a cop and there's a criminal, and basically the criminal is about to get what he has, and he's handcuffed to the cop. No, well, and they realize that the cop handcuffed him, fucking him over, and he looks at the dead body, and the dead body is smiling. That's the <laughs> touch the director added. He made the dead body smile. <laughs> Very <laughs> so yeah. And I guess good for the film. Good for the film, yeah. It's a good denouncement, you know. So uh, that's what I like about films uh, directors that take other stuff and add to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Except for Tarantino, fuck that guy. Do you, have you been listening to his podcast, Carl? No. <laughs> have you been annoying yourself for forty-five minutes a day? Well, that is if you listen to the podcast uh, every forty-five minutes once a day. How long is it? Two and a half hours, maybe. Oh like, my God, that'd be terrible. Like, well, hang on. So there's a he. He owns the New Beverly, which is uh, now that I've been living in Los Angeles, I've been checking out, and they have their own podcast, and their own podcast is two and a half hours. His podcast is could be like maybe two hours, maybe ninety minutes. I think they. It's a it's a very professional job. But they don't. Okay. Oh, so she's. Uh, it's not like our show where we're just. But our show, we have a reason. She's being cutesy cutesy. She sounds like Betty Boop, seriously. It's the flapper thing. Now that's a real New York accent, like Long Island almost. Yeah. Look at that flapper. We're just watching a moose moose. Well, again, if we're in the audience. If we're in the oh, I like this show. I'm getting hypnotized. Five stars. I give the show five stars. What a big production this is, man. We're wearing costumes. Ah, da, da. Like, they're just dancing, wearing costumes, and walking around. Like, I, the dance is excellent. Greed was eight hours, by the way, at first. Wow. And then All they right. cut it down to four. That's and the version I saw. The, so, like, this studio wouldn't take... Then they made it into two two-hour reels, and then it was cut down even further to a two-hour. And Stroheim hated that version. It's like, you know, so he would have clashes with Hollywood bosses over budget and workers' rights, and he would go way over budget. So he found it hard to find work as a director. He became a well-respected character actor, particularly in French cinema. Huh. So... He, he died of prostate cancer in France in 57 at the age of 71. Beloved by Parisian neo-surrealists, 
Known as Letterist, he was honored by Letterist Maurice Lemaire in a 70-minute 1979 film titled Eric von Strahammer. Wow, and I also realized the lyrics to, to Run DMC is Mary, Mary, why are you bugging? Mary, Mary, I need your hugging. So I, I did get it wrong. <laughs> oh, I'm learning a lot about everything. Hey, now everybody's on the stage. Go that's with success instead. Don't take our milk duds. You're on the honor system. Oh. <laughs> I hope I get it. I hope I get it. Wow, they got to call it. Is Gabo done? Run DMC. Oh, you going to do his tricky? I would, I'm interested. I rhyme on time. Okay. Now he's making arrangements at a restaurant where he's going to wow uh, Mary and win her back. It's like this diner culture. Before phones, man, you would have to uh, use a rotary phone. And then you would yeah. also... If we went back in time, we wouldn't know how to make a phone call. We wouldn't know how to mail a letter. Yeah. We wouldn't know how to go to the laundry. We wouldn't know anything. I would go home. I would turn on It's Always Sunny on Philadelphia, only to realize that it's 1929. <laughs> <laughs> None of that is there. What am I going to do? Look at, like, look at his costume. This is a long scene for him to make arrangements that everything must be perfect at the dinner. Well, I don't believe, like, you could clearly see the puppet's mouth moving during the scene. I mean, it's a shitty job, right? And there's I mean, no squeeze thing in his hand. But I mean, like, the dummy's doing a terrible ventriloquist job. Oh, of, yeah. he's doing it of the person? Yeah. You can see the little puppet squeezing the lemon, his own <laughs> lemon. Squeezing his crotch. <laughs> I'm a bad boy. Yes. It's chicken. How is it? It's chicken. Dude on the beat. That's great. This girl named Carol follows Daryl every gig he we play. Then he dissed her and dismissed her. Now she's tracking Jay. It's tricky to rock around. You should you should totally do that during the musical number. I would rather hear you go through the classics. Better than their Where in the money? No, but where in the money is direct and you get the point and you can relate to it. These are like stories. Oh yeah. yeah. My love is like web. a spider web. Yep. See how they're up on the web? People are up there. Oh cool. <laughs> this is Spider-Man Turn on the Dark. Remember the Spider-Man musical? Yes. Yeah. Accident. Right, they kept falling off the, the ceiling. Now that's Frank and Mary. Why you bug? I need your hugging. <laughs> now Mary was, um, let's see, her spouse was James Cruz, the director from twenty four through thirty, so six years. That's a little that's bit pretty good. Uh, Hollywood. She starred in The Enemy Sex, directed by James Cruz, as well as the sound film Great Gabo in nineteen twenty nine. Are you and looking at their crotches? First sound picture. What's that? Are you looking at their crotches? Uh, now that you mentioned it, I see camel toe on the left and bulgy bulge on the right. <laughs> and they both have flat chests. As of the time. <laughs> She's best known for her performances in the docks of New York, The Barker, and which earned her an Academy Award for Best Actress. 
Check out, nominate me for the Barker. <laughs> the Academy member. I told you about her Gone with the Wind of Audition. Yeah. She won. She appeared as a small ro role in Alfred Hitchcock film Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh, cool! With Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. <laughs> That's uh, when they go to therapy. After retiring from the screen, she began a cosmetic line and helped her husband run a business called Ashtrays Unlimited. I have an idea, Mary. Hey, hey, babe. I'm not I babe. I told you, <laughs> babe was an actress from her old movie. That's right. Come here, babe. How dare you? I knew you liked her. <laughs> After her marriage with Cruz ended, she would marry two more times. We had no children. Uh, yes, very nice. And now you get to watch them get off the ropes, right? They don't put a giant curtain over that. You gotta, <laughs> yeah, uh, they have to, go, they have to all step down. <laughs> they got to take the rope off. The... Oh, wait. Next oh, song. No. Next okay. song. Your love is like another web. How is it? That's just amazing. How is it? What's with the <laughs> Hang on, I think Fra Frank Smalley's kicking in. <laughs> Frank is Scottish. His name is Douglas Douglas. Donald Douglas. Donald Douglas. Uh, Scottish know. actor in the United States who performed on the film stage and radio. Sailed from the port of Liverpool in 1910. Arrived in the port of New York. Became an American citizen in 39. A singer, actor, musical shows such as, such as Footlight. What? Whoa. Wow. I mean, wow. Man, that's talent. That's like stupid, crazy talent. Here's the idea. You balance your yourself on my chest. Seriously, Great idea. How how hard is that to do? And he's that's so scary. close to the hooch. <laughs> well, he, oh, I've seen that on oh whoa. Whoa. That's so talented. God damn it. Whoa, she just rolls right down. And we're still singing. Oh no, Gillis. Oh, you have the chorus in the background. We're angelic singers in the same costume. Oh, you added that? Oh my god, your breath, darling. Oh. So if we were in the audience, would we like so we go back in time? We're sitting here as entertainment. We would be entertained, right? Or we would just be bored out of our mind. I, I don't know. Like when they did that, you know, contortion yeah, stuff pretty... and he was holding her. Oh, wow. He popped away. He's got a boner. Oh, oh yes. her, she put her lips near it. Look at this. He's do they're doing the same sort of thing. Wow. The control you have to have over your body physically. I mean. He's using his knee as a door, as a resting spot. <laughs> it's so, it's got to be so choreographed. Look at that. Wow. Oh, are they singing now in the middle of this? I guess. 
I still love you. Seriously. Oh, careful, careful. Oh, your breath, honey. Oh. Yeah. Oh, now see, we get dialogue saying, "You've got to tell him that we're married. If you don't do it, I will." Stuff like that. Would we, as audience members, would we hear them talking about their personal life on stage? No. <laughs> I mean, it's a movie. Yeah, we're flying the wall. We, as we get to hear the whole story. Oh, she has. Uh, she does have. Uh, she has a bus. Oh, okay. Thank God, Carl. I'm gonna buy her products now. <laughs> Ashtray Unlimited. Ashtray. <laughs> Spider-Man. Ah, oh no, not another one. Turn off the dark. Would I go to Central Park where <laughs> Dr. Octavius will wave battle for New York? Dr. Octavius. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the Spider-Man musical, like how the, the lyrics for it. Well, there was this great Spider-Man rock album. I loved Tom Crow loved it too as a kid. I think I saw Tom Crow's copy. He's looking in a mirror, right? Peter Parker and and it's a full length mirror and he sees like a reflection of himself. Was it live action? Yeah. Was it a guy playing like it, it was, was like a live a, It was a recording that was a live Yeah, it was like you were listening to a radio show and there was a yeah. comic that it went along with it. Yeah, um, I remember it. I I totally remember it. It was um Walk like a spider, talk like a man. Everybody loves Stanley Spider Man. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. How does he? Oh, look, the king talked to us. Hello. Oh. <laughs> Uh, tell you, we would not understand their culture. We would say, um, hi, uh, can you help me? I'm a little lost. Yeah, a little lost. My GPS isn't working on my phone. Say, hey, Bob, you look a little long, down in the tooth there. What? What? <laughs> uh, catch yeah. that your tongue? Wang bang oh, I... ball banger today? Uh, uh, maybe. What does it mean? Well, look at that. I mean, they're all talented. I guess this is interesting. So this is Riverdale. Oh, he has a movie out, Michael Flaherty, called uh, Blackbird, and it's not supposed to be that good. Okay. You yeah, can see where they practice. Look at the stage; it's so worn out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all Stand that dandruff. Um, yeah, it's all dandruff. <laughs> I guess that uh, I, I'm. A, I feel a little ripped off by this movie that they're they're basically eating. Whoa. They think they're thrilling you, I guess. I don't know. Well, no, it's like home box office. When HBO came out, it gave the Suburbanites opportunity not to cross the bridge to see uh, George Carlin or cross the tunnel, go into the tunnel to see the boxing match or uh -huh. to go to New York City to see the premiere movie. It all came, the home box office came to your house. Right. And right these movies, there. like the eat lobster and watch Otto uh, perform at a diner at a nightclub <laughs> hey, and then go to well. a theater. 
that would cost us like at least 20 bucks, you know. Uh, <laughs> 19, yeah. And the costume. So, you know, uh, it's a cheap way to get like your vicarious thrills of entertainment. Like the movies are providing replicants of what's popular now. It's like watching right. a movie now and seeing Uncharted. It's a video game on the screen. I right, like video right. That's exactly what this musical, I bet you people were thrilled to see this film. Oh, you know, it's like we going have, into the film. We would have to drive from Patterson to New York City to see this shit. And now we could just see it at the Patterson uh, Old Reiki, you know. Now, look, Mary should have told him long ago. Look how she's really acting, man. She's good. Mary should have said long ago that she was married, and she doesn't. I mean, it's she, tricky. It's tricky. She said, she said, hi, Gabo. It's me, married. Mar oh, not Mary, married. <laughs> you know, tinted windows don't mean nothing. They know Run DMC's in town. Captain Curls up in the head, Mutiny Radio Festival, Ahoy! Ah, very good. Ah, very good, Legless Joe. I'm surprised you can see from the crow's nest with no legs. It's to get ready! Crew, the festival is upon us! Ooh. Scurvy Steve, how many comics? Over a hundred comics. You're looking good, Scurvy Steve. Glad the scurvy hasn't taken you. Aye, aye, Captain. You, no liver Mary, how many venues? We've got nine venues, sir! And you, boy, what's your name? Very good. And finally, Eleven Fingers Sally. What about the tickets? You can find all of your tickets on Eventbrite, sir. Check out www.mutinyradio.fm. What is that? I don't know what a website is. I'm a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> but quick to the festival. All sails ahead. Arr. Pirate Arr. noises. Well, you know who's headlining at Cobb's Comedy Club on Sunday? Who? Who? Mark Neuer. Oh, fucking oh, Mark. Wow. Oh, my God. I hear he's the best of the worst. He gives you the business, y'all. Yeah, it's Mark Neuer on Cobb's Comedy Club Sunday, August 13th. At 7.30 p.m. Peace coming, come all. Don't miss your chance to see Mark Neuer headlining The Best of the Worst, Sunday, August 13th at 7.30 p.m. at Cobb's Comedy Club, 915 Columbus Avenue, San Francisco, hosted by Emily Rudolph and featuring Ernest Evangelista, Honiton Ortiz, the legendary front office, and the one and only Spencer Devine. Get your tickets online now at CobbsComedy.com. Remember, there are more at the door. And get ready to get served the business. Side effects may include acid reflux, black lung, black foot, IBS, racism, homophobia, arachnophobia, erectile dysfunction, erections lasting more than four hours, spontaneous human combustion, appendicitis, ingrown toenails, anal leakage, and or cancellation. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship 
as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Holy Patrick, Namaste. Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop, streaming live on MutinyRadio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic in the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene. This all-ages open mic invites comedy. Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing 2 to $5 at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio Studio and Gallery Performance Space, 2781 21st Street, at Florida Street, in the deep, deep, deep mission. Every Monday at 6 p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. Hey, kids. It's your pal, Spiderman. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Mortimer Spiderman. When I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the Rhino, I'm headed down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck and donate 2 to $5 on... Hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses. The print's too small. Hold on. Venmo? That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown in on. I'll, it's nap time. Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the Bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. Comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming live. 
2781 21st Street. Come down. Be in the audience. Dog friendly. Dog friendly. We are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog friendly. Ooh, a dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. <laughs> dog party at Mutiny Radio. Every Friday, dog party at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour. <laughs> 2781 21st Street. Happy hour. Mutiny Radio. Dot FM. Here in Dot SF. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Vest Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed vests right here at the Pacific Northwest Vest Fest. With over 40 vendors selling countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, thrash, Walmart, high-vis, and everything in between. All in one place. One day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. Never pay for fabric you don't need and ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR, get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we gonna do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for Tetons of Comedy. That, that's Titans of Comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. My new Uncle Blake says you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. For free! Every Saturday. Or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates I have to see you. It's sunshine! And even in the drizzle, but not too much. Hey, Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? I really don't. Anywho. You take it with the freezers. Reservations. Reservations on Eventbrite. Fucking. L-S-D. Fap. Acid and fapping. Fapping and acid. Acid and fapping. Fapping and acid. Fap, 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 acid. Thank you. That song is called Acid and Fapping. Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. Listen to live streaming radio. Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco. It's six o'clock, everybody. You're listening to mutinyradio.fm in .sf. We're here.
Should I 
in my chair The smoke from my cigarette climbs through the air The walls of my room fade away in the blue And I'm deep in a dream of you The smoke makes a stairway for you to descend You come to my arms May this bliss never end For we love you Just as we used to do Maybe it's because I love you Too much
yesterday's gardenia. Between 
an angel. Uh, Pay attention to care. the difference between and I dim all the lights and I sink in my chair. Um, the smoke from my cigarette um, climbs um, through the air. The walls um, of my room. Um, Happy, sweet, sequel. 